Join us on Bookish Brews, where two book-loving friends turn their cozy conversations into a podcast adventure. Grab your favorite cup of coffee, settle in, and enjoy the literary and caffeinated banter as we explore the pages of captivating stories. I'm Rosie. And I'm Lex. And together, we invite you to join our book club discussions infused with the warmth of freshly brewed coffee. Let's dive into the delight world of books, friendship, and coffee. Welcome to the club. Spoiler warning, our discussions in this podcast include spoilers for the book we will be discussing. Listener discretion is advised. If you haven't already, go and read the book and come back and listen to Bookish Brews. This podcast will include explicit language and mature topics. We're Bookish Brews and let the bookish banter begin. So today we are going to be doing Iron Flame. We are going to break it up into two episodes because there's a lot that happens. There's battles, there's death, there's people coming back. So we're going to break it up into two episodes. When we break up the episodes into two, it will be a Wednesday and Friday release. So you guys won't have to wait too long. Part one will be Wednesday. Part two will be Friday. And we're just going to go ahead and jump right in. Excited for this episode. Um, I feel like our first episode, we were a little all over the place. Yeah. We were just excited and nervous. Um, I think we're a little bit more prepared. And we're going to go in order of the book. So kind of chapter by chapter. Um, yeah, so we're not jumping chapter. around as much. Yeah, um, we're not covering every uh, every chapter, but... Just going so we left Fourth Wing with Violet going to Erasia. We found out Brennan is alive. <laughs> Zayden kept some things from her. Um, we have some theories that, you know, Violet can go back in time. We have some theories that Violet's venom. Um, Zayden's venom, his mom's venom. There's so many theories that comes up in this book. Yeah, so we will definitely be doing fan theories in part two. We're not going to be doing it in so much part one just because we don't want to give part two away. Um, so, so chapter one, I mean, right off the bat, it just goes into Violet and Brennan. <laughs> yep, Violet and Brennan. Of course, she's pissed at Brennan for being alive oh, and, and not Zayden. telling her. Yep. But, of course, that's her brother, so she is, like, happy more than mm-hmm. anything. Um, but she is very concerned for Aunt Darna because, as we all know, she stopped time to save Liam. It didn't work. But whenever Violet uses Indarna to stop time, it puts Indarna to sleep because it uses a lot of her energy. So she was really worried, and that was, like, the first thing that she wanted to do when she woke up. And there's a quote in Chapter 1. She doesn't feel the bond as thoroughly. And she feels like it's not gold anymore because Violet can picture their colors. So she feels like Indarna isn't gold anymore. Almost like it's lifeless, like the colors drained out of it. Yeah, which it makes sense because Indarna is exhausted from having, for one, to battle in a battle that she was not prepared for because Indarna is a baby. And she's young. (laughs) She's young and for having to start up time, which is Mm -hmm. already a lot for her. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed in the first chapter. Um, I mean, I know she jumps into it and right away Brennan and Violet are talking about everything that's been going on and what they need to do. But I just kind of felt Violet was a little cold towards her brother. I get your piss, mm-hmm. you know, but like I would be a mess. I'd be like 
<laughs> we have so much to catch up on. I miss you. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I feel like she was mean to him. I kind of felt bad for Brennan. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot. I think I think she was also just like, it's a lot because he left. Her dad yeah. died after. Yeah. And I get it because if that were to happen, like, Brennan's a, a main reason that her dad's not here anymore. It's like mm-hmm. – and you're you've been here the whole time and you didn't say anything to any of us like yeah and part of their traditions is that when someone dies they burn everything mm-hmm. they're not supposed to keep anything from them so she didn't have anything to hold on to except the book of brennan from fourth wing that mira kept on it wasn't even something that violet held on to it was something that mira held on to yeah and she couldn't show anybody she had to hide it because they're not supposed to have anything from the dead yeah well he's not really dead (laughs) yeah so she was pissed and she's like i watched your things burn it's a ceremony of like burning all of their Mm -hmm. things chapter two is she's mainly i think they're trying to decide whether or not to go back to vasquez or if they're going to stay in erasia so that's their main conflict in these first couple chapters is whether to go back to vasquez or stay um, and Violet's just trying to keep hope that, you know, they weren't set up to die. She's trying to keep faith in everybody, but it's not – that's not what it's looking like because obviously we know Dane betrayed her. Um, she's questioning if her mom betrayed her. She just found out Brennan's yeah. alive. And so she's, you know, questioning her relationship with Brennan as well and Zayden because Zayden kept yeah. things from her too. So – yeah, I get it. I mean, she feels, I'm sure, betrayed and kept in the dark. But, I don't know, homegirl is a little mean. I was like, yeah. okay, reel it back. Even towards Zayden, I was just like, he saved your life and he professed his love to you. And you're just like, you lied to me. Like, he was doing it to protect you and his people. Yeah. It wasn't just about Violet. It was about protecting all of the marked ones. All- Everyone that, you know, he's grown to take responsibility for and mm-hmm. to care about. Yeah. Um, speaking of Violet's mother, the <laughs> general, that's what I have is that someone had mentioned not holding off the storm while Violet was on the parapet. And they were saying, like, they couldn't believe that they knew she was crossing the parapet and she still brought that. Oh storm yeah. Out. Her, that's Tim, her mom's signet. The general is just wants Violet dead. Yeah. Her daughter, her own daughter. That's what it's looking like at this moment in time. Yeah. That she just doesn't care. And that's what Mira said when she found out that she was going into the wider writer's quadrant was that she just wants to see another one of her kids die. Mm-hmm. And that's how Brennan feels, too, and that's why Brennan didn't say anything about him being back. Yep. So these for the first couple are them deciding or not whether or not to go back to this guy. Getting Violet caught up on what was going the on. The revolution. Mm-hmm. And it's not a rebellion. It's a revolution. So those are the two very distinct things that – because Zayden's dad led a rebellion and mm-hmm. Brennan's leading a revolution. Um, Honestly, I feel like the first – like few chapters it wasn't until like a quarter into the book where to me it started to get interesting um, ultimately they decide to go back to best guy um we're a couple chapters in now they decide to go back um and she's pissed at zayden 
She is just so upset with him that we talked about this last week, how they have a bond where they can communicate with in their minds. And in this first couple chapters on their way back to Best Guy, she tells Taryn to tell Sigail to tell Zayden that she wants to talk to him because she doesn't want to use out. the bond. Yeah, yeah. because she doesn't mm-hmm. want to use the bond because she's just so upset with him. She's like giving him the silent treatment. <laughs> yeah, and I just thought that was so funny. She gets off of Sigail and is like, did you really tell Taryn to tell Sigail <laughs> to tell me you wanted to talk? Eddie, <laughs> that's what it is, and I would do the same thing. I get it, though, because she's like, yeah. it just feels too intimate and you've lied to me. It's like, you don't deserve to speak to me through the bond and to, yeah. you know, go into my head like that. Like, no. They're back in Beskaya. It's kind of a frenzy because everyone there, they've been gone for a couple of days. I forget how many days, but everyone yeah. there assumed that they were all dead. So when mm-hmm. they came back, it was during um, the death roll and they were like, and her mom questioned, why is your name on the death roll? Yeah. And so everyone was like, you know, freaking out, running up to them. Like, oh my mm-hmm. God, we thought you guys were dead. You were missing for, you know, three days. And they sent recruiters and, there was nothing of them there. So that was like a big blow. That's where people started connecting things with like something's not right. Yeah. Um, and and then, then of course she <laughs> yells at Dane in front of everyone. That's like the first thing that happens when she gets back. Mm-hmm. And of course we all know I hate Dane. Not a fan. <laughs> um. And I don't think that's going to change, at least not for a while, unless in the next couple books he's miraculously a better person. But as of right now, she tells Dane to not touch her because she's still working on her shields. She's still working on trying to block people out. And she just tells Dane, you fucking touch me and I will cut off your hands. And it's just, I was like, yes, Violet, finally. Finally, she's standing up for herself against Dane. Yeah. I know, yeah, because, you know, she thinks that he set them up to go die pretty much because when um, she was getting ready to leave, he said to her, I'll miss you. Mm-hmm. Like he knew that where they were going during the war games, they were going to die. Yeah. So she's like, don't touch me. Don't put your hands on me. And then, of course, that's when Zayden goes into her head anyways and says, violence indeed. Like, because that's his nickname for her is, like, when he calls her violence. I was like, oh, I love it. It's so cute. (laughs) So he still goes into her head, even though she doesn't want to talk to him in his head. He still went in her head and said, violence indeed. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was so cute. It's like, you can't block him out. He's stronger and more powerful than you are. (laughs) Yeah, at least in this moment in time, eventually I think she'll get there. But right now, especially with everything that has happened, and she's still kind of weak from getting stabbed by the venom. Yeah, still healing. mm -hmm, It's a little bit harder for her to make those walls, and especially with him because they're so – they're bonded so close to each other. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um. I do want to clarify that the person that set them up was Dane's father. Mm-hmm. Dane's dad was the one that set him up. Dane's dad is the one that sent out recruiters, quote unquote, to check on their status. And he came back saying that they were dead. So Dane's dad is going to be the main problem in these first couple chapters. 
Yeah, I feel like there's more people behind it too besides just him. There's no way yeah. he orchestrated that all on his own. Like, yeah, but we don't no. know yet. You know? But we don't I know yet. Yeah, like there's other people I can't trust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think Dane's dad is definitely, if not the orchestrator, he's definitely a puppet for some one person above him. I don't think it's a group of people. I think it's one person orchestrating it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know who yet. Um, and full of people. Yeah. And it could even be like dragons too. So it doesn't just have to be humans. It can be a dragon as well. Orchestrating yeah. these. Because as we'll get along in the book, we'll know that, you know, dragons feel some type of way about humans and writers. And some of them feel like they shouldn't have writers and they should be the superior species. Yeah. So it could be a number of things. And we all know dragons don't take orders from humans. They don't listen to humans. Like, they do their own thing. They have their own laws. Yeah. And dragons, yeah, dragons don't listen to humans. They don't take orders from humans. Taryn makes that very clear multiple mm-hmm. occasions. <laughs> so, yeah. He will and, take orders from Violet, though, sometimes. Yes, he does listen to Violet. Um, and he always says, well, I picked you, so. Yeah. Like. He tries to defend himself, like, like, after listening to her, but it's funny. I love their bond. It's like he's, like, her dad. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so let's talk about new characters. Because there are new professors. There's new dragons. Um, as we said in the last book, Liam died. And his last, yeah, his, his last request to Violet before he died was that she take care of Sloane. Mm-hmm. Which is his sister, which is now going to be a first year... Mm. One of the things that we admired about Violet was that she cried for every cadet that died um, during their first year. But now going into Iron Flame, she doesn't remember their name. She doesn't. Mm-hmm. She tells herself not to memorize their names because she doesn't want to get attached. Liam, she refuses to learn their names. We'll get into that a little bit more because she'll tell Rhiannon exactly how it felt with him. But she definitely doesn't want to learn any first year's names until after Mm -hmm. war games. And even then, she's like, I don't I don't know yet. mm -hmm. Um, um, We have the new professor. His name is Varish. I don't know. I just know he's a bitch. Um, he's in signet training, right? He's a That's signet training know. professor. Um, as second years, they are going to be doing new classes, new courses, um, mm-hmm. different yeah. things to and prepare them for going back to battle. When she first meets Violet, she hates Violet right off the bat, and the reason why is because she blames Violet for Liam's death. And she takes it because she's like, you know what? I don't care. You can hate me all you want, but I made and a Violet promise to Liam it. that I'm going to take care of you and protect you. And that's what I'm going to do. You can hate me while I do it, but I'm not letting you die. <laughs> well, as Varish gets introduced, so does his dragon, which is Solus. And <laughs> Solus is missing an eye. And that's because Taryn took his eye, mm-hmm. for his first eye. So there's a history between Taryn and Solus, and, but with Solus and Varish coming, the very first time Violet is introduced to Solus, he yep. 
burns fire and burns up half their squad for no reason. Like, just burns half their squad. And she, of course, she protects Sloane. Um, she gets on top of Sloane's body so that way she's not getting burned. And because Violet has the armor, it that just like Mary heated, gave her overheated her pretty book, much. It didn't really hurt her too much. Uh, she just got really hot, really warm. Uh, and then she looks back, makes sure everyone's okay. And Taryn is just pissed. He is pissed. He threatens Solus that, you know, if he comes near you That's again, what he deserves. he's going to take the other eye. I was, I, yeah, I was really shocked when, um, Solis did yeah, that. take I his was, other eye. I mean, I think Taryn warned Violet. He was like, don't get too close to him. Don't trust him. I was just shocked. I was like, why She's would like, he don't do take that? your like, eyes off him. That's evil. And as soon as mm-hmm. Violet saw him open his mouth, she literally yelled at everyone him. to get down. And new classes are getting introduced. There is RSC gets introduced, um, which is Writer Survival Course. Um, it's basically a course to try to break the writers, um, to weed out the weakest ones, to, you know, make sure that if they ever do get caught by the enemy, they don't spill secrets, that, you know, they're strong enough to escape. Um, yeah. I just think it's a reason for professors to be mm-hmm. assholes to the students, but. Yeah, the interrogations it's also, I can were see it's a good tactic extreme. to keep them prepared and stuff. And now that they're second years, too, no more classified stuff. They're higher in rank. Um, when, yes, yeah, so they all get kidnapped. And oh, when they escape know, from all together the interrogation in this room. And it's Grady, Professor Grady and Varish. And they give them drinks. And they go to drink it. And Violet was like, don't drink it. Mm-hmm. because she knew something was wrong with it and what was in the drink was something to cut their bond off from their dragons and so she told them all don't drink it um i think there was like a toilet or something mm-hmm. a sink there's like no it's okay so before that happens the reason she knows about it is because the first rss training they get taken into the the wilderness or mm-hmm. the what was it? Um, oh yeah, in the mountains, mm-hmm. and they're broke, and they get collaborated with another wing. But they so didn't know, and what that's it was when from. the first time that they get their, they drink that, and they get their mm-hmm. cut off from their dragons. Yeah, so at that point, they didn't know. And then Violet, Violet put two and two from her dragons. In the of course, Taryn is pissed because he didn't know. Yeah, in the interrogation, that's when she decided, like, nope, don't drink it, which obviously is going to help benefit them. They just had to pretend that they did take it because in the interrogation, it's just their squad. And the squad is only the four, four of them. So it's Riddick, and pretty much Violet was like the first one to get interrogated. They all had to have a secret. And they pretty much had to tell each other the secret but not give it up to the professors and so violet was the first one to get interrogated and they mm-hmm. beat like the living shit out of her it was just not fair it was so cruel and because she was still connected to taryn she had to tell yep. taryn not to do anything and it was so funny because when violet yep. said her secret she was like i'm in love I with Satan Ryerson. and everyone was like that's not a secret violet we know that and then rihanna oh, tells mm-hmm. riddick and sawyer my and secret baby. is that when they got to go home last year that they snuck off to go see your sister 
God, I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I think her little uh, her nephew, right? Yeah. So you know, of course, they had to tell their secrets. Uh, none of them broke. Mm-mm. But in that, because Varish again is someone who is out to get Violet, wants her to yep. break, wants to know what yep. she knows. Yep. They bring in Dane. They bring in Dane to try to get a read on the memories to see if he can get the secrets out of them. Quote unquote, the Which secrets that BS, were just you know, told, you want all not of all of Violet's secrets. secrets, just the secrets that were told. Yeah. But yep. that's what they were saying. That's what they were trying to convince Dane to do because Dane was refusing to do which, it. Honestly, him but it was supposed to be training for Dane's segment as well, which is memory me. reading. <laughs> yep, he refused to do it, and he ends up not doing it after all. So, so yeah, was, after he that was refused to do it, was that they he decided you know, not to do it after all. Took him out, whatever. Continued to torture Violet, and then they bring Nolan in to mend her, and you know. When he left, he just, like, said something to Violet, mm-hmm. like, oh, walk me to the door. And so she walked into the door. And a little bit later on, they the squad decides to come up with a plan to try to escape. And when – I forget what happened. What was the first step in them escaping? They had to use um, Sawyer's power to, like, melt something, right? Um she had to use a dagger for the other door. Mm-hmm. She just randomly ended up using one but of no her daggers one and it the opened door the door. It was actually the dagger. And so, of course, when they escaped, it was the dagger that ended up unlocking the door. And Brianna she was didn't like, even where know the hell did is. you get that dagger from? And without thinking, she was like, Zayden had it made for me. So she doesn't even know what it did, what it was. But that's she was like, it said? had to have some kind of magic <laughs> in it. That it unlocked the door. Dane pretty much challenges Violet on the mat. Yes. Um, he challenges her on the oh, mat. Yeah, and I forgot about that. He does that. it because he wants to talk to her. Because he's been trying to talk to her since she got back to probably explain himself or whatever. But she will not get near him. She doesn't trust him. She's afraid he's going to read her memories. And so... And now she has valuable memories. Yes. And then she on the mat, you know, he's, can't he's like, you can keep your weapons near. if that'll make you feel better. And he stuck to his word. He didn't, you know, touch her to read her memories or anything. But he tells her, because, you know, she's accusing him that you sent me out to die mm-hmm. because you said, I'll miss you like you were sending me to my death. And he says to her. The reason why he said that is because she chose mm-hmm. Zayden and he was saying goodbye to any chance that they had. What do you, how do you feel about that? I feel like mm-hmm. he's being true. I feel like it's bullshit. I feel, I don't think, I don't think so. I think, I think deep down he knew he was setting them up and he was just hoping that she wouldn't, but it was, I think, it, okay. Yes. Maybe it could have been a little bit on his because squad. she did choose to go with Zayden. So I think it. I say fifty fifty. Half I don't bullshit, like half Dane either, true. but I don't. I truly but don't. But I also don't like Dane. So here we are. That she was, you know, what was going to go down during war games is what went down. I don't think he had any inkling about that plan, um, and I think he's yeah, yeah. This book made me hate him a little bit less. I think he's just. A rule follower? Yes. I think he's just a rule follower, and that's it. Yeah. He definitely has redeeming qualities in this book. I think Mm -hmm. he's torn between 
what he thinks is right and what he's feeling that you know violet would never lie to him but again he did this he did a whole year of best guys without her and trying to navigate it on his own and all he had were the rules and his dad he's is like, his like dad's like what a lieutenant, general. lieutenant or like head of something like right underneath yeah super close to Violet's mom so like yeah. of course when you're in that position like that's what you have to hold on to so I get it but at the same time it's <laughs> <Right>. like <laughs> when your best friend is telling you that you're fucking yeah, side I think piece he truly trying to kill you her, believe obviously it. they were best friends and grew up together um, right. yeah. but I'm starting to like him a little bit more <laughs> Now that Zayden has graduated, he is getting sent off to the front lines mm-hmm. because, no, I mean, the higher-ups are not a fan of him. They don't like him, yep. so they're going to send him where all the action is and basically in hopes that he dies. Um, but Mira is there. Mira gets sent there as well. So, you know, Violet feels a little bit better that someone has his back mm-hmm. there and he's not completely there to just die (laughs) and garrick goes with him which is one of his like Mm -hmm. close friends garrick is his best friend yeah more like his brother because bodie his cousin is a third year garrick's his best friend and then Mm -hmm. bodie yeah and his cousin ends up staying in because he's a third year where are they oh samara 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 um the ward the wards fall and Violet gets word from Tomorrow. the professor, mm-hmm. not necessarily word, kind of like a look during class. She scratches where Zayden's rebellion mm-hmm. relic would be. And that's the clue that she gives to Violet that Zayden was injured. So she asks Taryn, hey, what's going on? And Taryn flips the fuck out. Mind you, before oh, this, Violet's anxiety is through the roof Literally because we find out class, right? someone major <laughs> is back. Someone major comes back. Yeah, within the same class. So Violet's already anxiety's <laughs> levels are through the roof because dun, 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 guess who walks through the door? Jack motherfucking Barlow is back. Which we all thought Farish he was dead because it brought down a mountain. Super secretive him. about mending somebody, and, and this whole time it was Jack Barlow. Yep, and that's yep. why Riddick said, "No wonder why Nolan looked like death. Hard to bring someone back from the dead." Yeah, because Riddick was the one who kept saying that Nolan <laughs> needs like a month off because he looks like shit. It was draining him. Which again, Riddick is a class clown, so he makes everything a little bit lighter. And he but said, "Oh, Jack you know, this is my Barlow like second chance of life. Alive. I'm not going to kill you. I don't trust him. Nope. Mm-mm. Fuck that. Fuck it mm-hmm. all. So that. So her anxiety level is already through the roof. Then she finds out that Zayden." Or Mira could be hurt, but according to the professor, she feels like it was Zayden. Taryn flips the fuck out because he, him and Zagil can't talk from this far of a distance, but they can share feelings. Yeah. And he got a feeling that something happened. Something was bad that, and in the battle brief, they said someone was severely injured. So she fucking takes off out of class. Doesn't have leave. Doesn't have nothing. Takes off. And 
Bodie is the one that goes after her and is like, what's wrong? And she's like, I don't know. I can't. I can't be here. I can't figure it out. It's Taryn. And he was like, okay, go. Mm -hmm. Gives her, yeah, gives her his jacket because she's not going to go back to her dorm room. She's fucking freaking the fuck out. And it's like an eight-hour flight to get to Zayden and Segale. So she takes off and... During this flight, she's trying to, you know, separate her feelings from Taryn, her feelings for Zayden versus Taryn's feelings for Sigurd, and she just can't. It's just too much. Taryn's like Mm -hmm. on another level. He, there's just, yeah, he's overriding her. She can't block him out, and it's just she can't separate them. And so she gets to um she sees mira first and she then she realizes that professor was right mm-hmm. that he was she was you know hinting that oh, it was Aiden. okay yeah and she's like where is he and mira's like what are you doing here you don't have leave and she's like yeah she's care. like what are you doing here you don't have leave you're gonna get fucked when you get back like what are you doing here? oh she's yeah like, you're where right. is he yeah oh my god where is yes. he? and then and that's when okay, she said he's in the sparring gym yeah yeah and mm-hmm. then she goes and she sees that he, him and Garrick are sparring and she just looks at him and is like what the fuck you're okay and Zayden's like what are you doing here like what happened she's like I don't fucking know because again she can't separate herself from Taryn right now and Zayden sees that and then they go yeah. into the cold and shower that's where they... so he she can like reset herself that's where they finally fuck. Instead of, like, asking, yes. like, anything that, you know, that would be meaningful, he's like, whose jacket are you wearing? And she's like, you possess a fuck, it's your cousin's. Like, he knew and I was in such a fucking rage to get like, here that he gave me his jacket because he knew I wasn't going to get one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, whose fucking jacket is this? Once he, <laughs> like, once she calmed down. But I think he thought it was going to be Dane's. Oh, Because it was the third... Yeah, uh, third year wing leader, or you know, mm-hmm. so I think he thought it was Zane's at first, and that's why he's like, "What the fuck?" And then when she was like, "It's Bodie's, you possessive fuck." Yeah, and then they fuck. And she's like, "It does end up being that." And she know, said she had Zayden did get like, hurt. He was. I think it was like his really arm. Hurt. She was like, "It must have um, been almost so, severed off because this was hours later, and he was still. It still had a mark, like it was still healing." But he plays it yeah, off. Yeah, it was still healing. I'm okay. So he did get severely injured. Um, and that's when Mira said, mm-hmm. yeah, and Mira said, if it wasn't for your man, we wouldn't we wouldn't have a post. So by that time, Taryn's calming down too because he's like, he's with Sigail now. Um, you know, Violet's calming down. You know, they're coming down from him. We can't just skip everything. over that. Finally, I've been waiting chapters mm-hmm. yeah. i'm like how can she resist him that long it's him resisting her because he was like i want those three words back and she's like i need yeah and he was like yeah she, he at one point she does say, say i need um, you I love and he you. was like those aren't the three again, words i'm looking for he said it before and he so, wants those words again but she wants I love you me. yeah that and she's always okay. the one giving in now she wants him but she's like, still okay, give me all of you i've given you all of me and he like won't do it and so mm-hmm. she won't say those words to him which rightfully so you gotta earn it but let me say saying the yeah. words i love you and fucking are different yeah so i get it i see it 
it is different, but for yeah. them, just because there's already they're already so close to one another, like because the bond that they have, they see each other, you know, not as often as they want to, but they still get to see each other more often than yeah. other people do, just because Taryn and Sigail can't be apart for more than a couple weeks. So their situation is a little bit different. Plus, they can't really talk yes. or write letters to each other because everything they write and their gets bags reviewed, get searched to make too sure that nothing it's happening. Their bags get searched. Yep. Uh, yes, I have a quote, but they from do that. come to realize that um, Taryn doesn't. Get or I don't searched. know, maybe it's not. So, a quote. I think I just have it written down. He pretty much has mm-hmm. a bag on him during the different times she goes to visit Zayden, and she says to. Violet can't believe that Taryn let someone climb him, but Taryn says they attached the bags to the saddle. Violet says, and here I thought you'd evolved. Yeah, that one, I, I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And mind you guys, this whole time, Indarna still asleep, which is the longest that she's ever been asleep for. Um, You know, Violet's getting worried at this point. Yeah, she's getting a little worried at this point. Um, She feels like Taryn's keeping something from yep. her, but Taryn, you know, is like, if I am keeping something from you, then that's dragon business. Like, as bonded and as and close they are, like, there are some things that he still can't share with her. So she goes back to Beskaya. Mm-hmm. And her, she gets fucking reamed a new one. Varish wants to, like, put her through the fucking hoop. Basically wants to murder her and feels like he has a good enough reason to because she left without leave. She left without permission. She, like, just dropped everything Brady, left. I believe. But, um, yeah. what was the professor that was, like, on her side? Do you remember? Um, Grady. Mm-hmm. She was, like, um, you know, mm-hmm. dragon bonds are different. Like, this was Taryn. It wasn't Violet. It was Taryn. And, his con- and we uh, can't his punish her for emotions. what Taryn does. Um, but there are there does oh, have to yeah. be some repercussions. So she gets put on guard duty. With somebody else, too. Another cadet. So she gets put on guard duty. Um, Eva, Eva. And she's another second year. So... Before we get into her going into guard, I just – I know we said that we were going to try not to jump back and forth, but we're doing that a little bit. Um, Dane's father obviously is the one, you know, orchestrating the things. He tells Violet that secrets die with those who keep them. And Varish tells her, you know, be careful who you sh- who you share your stories to Um because he would hate for her mom to lose both of her daughters, insinuating that Violet's going to tell Mira, and if she does, then Mira's going to die, and insinuating that you know anybody she tells about Reston, any any they're all going to die. The quote that has been you know replaying and who it's the message is that secrets die with those who keep them. So in the beginning, they had you know right before Dane had challenged her. While they were, you know, going through challenges and seeing where the first years were going to be placed, a first year came up and asked oh, who yeah. Violet was. And Nadine was yep. like, oh, it's me, like, jokingly, and he snaps her neck. Um, And, of course, Violet ends up killing him. Um, But in her ear, when they were battling, in her ear, he whispered, secrets die with those who keep them. So, therefore, mm-hmm. she knew this was a message from Dane's dad stating, like, you know, there's assassins out for you. 
So when she gets back and she gets put on guard, there are more assassins that show up. And again, here he tells Violet, secrets die with those who keep them. And, you know, Violet's trying to lighten the mood because Eva's there too and Eva doesn't know anything. She's trying to say like, oh, that's a very popular saying that I've heard a lot lately. Without Um, Taryn anywhere near. You know, she does her best to try to fight them. Mm -hmm. Taryn was too far, couldn't get to her own time. So she, you know, she had to hold them off. And there was four four against two, I think it was. And Mm -hmm. yeah, they were, they were already like grown soldiers. And Riddick was supposed to be on his way to relieve or he was on his way to Jacinia. So he had just left. So it was just um, Violet and Eva. And they're on guard in a very high tower. She gets thrown over the side. Not alone, though. She, you know, they end up killing all the guards. Eva does end up dying. And Violet's hanging on and the guard is trying to push her off. And, and she doesn't someone know who, shows up, she can't see. kills the guard, and pulls her up. And she doesn't know who Bucky it is because she can't Barlow. see. She's hanging <laughs> over the edge. And it's Jack <laughs> Barlow. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Jack like, Barlow. I guess maybe he's trying to, to be save a better version of himself. I don't know. And then he basically tells her, you know, life for life. Like, you gave me my second chance, so I'm giving you yours type of thing like even though she you know he had all the right to kill her yeah but he doesn't end doing it because he's like you didn't kill me you gave me a second chance at life and that's what I'm gonna do for you no I still don't fucking trust him it's just a gut I still don't like him I just yeah something's up especially I don't know we don't know what yet but something's up tried to kill you yeah I came back I'd want revenge especially when he wanted to kill her without even knowing her yeah. From parapet. Before they even got... He like, was, like, trying to chase her off the parapet because he was behind her in line. What the fuck? Fucking crazy. Yeah, he's just a he, psycho. He, like, had no reason to kill... To want her dead other than just to want her dead. Yeah, so... Kind of like, like, he what saved is her life. It was, like... What the fuck? Jack leaves. Riddick comes back because he heard all the fighting, all the commotion, and he comes back. And this is where she decides to tell the squad what happened. So they steal a buck, trying to, you know, for, to put the wards up. And that's when they, you know, they get the help from Jacinia because it's in the squad, in the scribes quadrant. Um, So they steal the book and, you know, Zayden's there helping them take the book. Right after they steal the book, yes, he leaves, and this is when shit goes down. This is when shit gets crazy. So Zayden leaves, and she has the book in a bag that is a scribe mm-hmm. bag and not a writer's bag. So that's what caught Nolan's eye, was that it was the cream color bag and not the black color bag. And mind you guys, Nolan is the one who has helped Violet throughout her whole life with her bones breaking. He's mended her, you know. He was 
their year one, like, trying to help her out and keep her good. And he's also the one to bring back Jack Barlow with Varish. So I think from that point on, you know, Violet was kind of standoffish yeah. but with him. Um, which rightfully so. Because now Nolan is the one to poison her and cut her off from yep. Taryn. Well, she gets kidnapped pretty much by, <laughs> like Rosie said, um, Nolan poisons her. But it's Varish who orchestrates all of it. And... Um, trying to get her to admit everything that's been going on with the revolution and what part she plays in it. And she's pretty much on the brink Mm -hmm. of death. I mean, they Mm -hmm. torture her. They beat her. They beat her. They bring in the, um, the truth seeker and they're asking her questions. And, you know, this truth seeker knows if she's telling the truth or if she's lying but the way Violet mm-hmm. is answering these questions, it, you know, it leaves no room for lies. Like, they ask her, yeah. who helped you steal the book? And she's just like, I put the book in this bag by myself. Which is not a lie. And she's, She sees Liam. She's talking to Liam. And she doesn't know what's real yes. and what's fake. So she thinks she's really talking to him and that he's really there to save her. Unfortunately, it wasn't true. And it got my hopes up because I thought he came back for real. I was like, oh my God, he's alive. Yeah. I thought so too because he was, she was like, no, you're dead. And he was like, I made a deal with Malik. And I was like, oh my God, is he actually going to be here? Like, is he here? But then when the guards kept mm. coming in and he was, she said that he was it standing was by her and side. She was emotional like, about it. Like, too. it's in her head. And she was basically telling Liam, like, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm trying to take care of Sloane. Of course, she hates me. Yeah. And Liam's and like, there, she'll like, come comfort her. It was I like, feel like it that's was actually what kept her alive. Him. That's what kept her going, is him. I hope it come, he comes back into play, though, in the next books. I hope so, too. I mean, That'd even if wild. he's just talking to her, like, I hope he comes back. Oh, my God. That would be Liam so... comes back uh, for a little bit, and then that. he's gone. But Varish decides to bring Dane in again to, again, try and read her memories. But he mm-hmm. refuses. Yes. And this time... Yeah, he refuses at first, but... Yep. Then to the point where Varish threatens him that if Dane doesn't do this, Dane's going to die. She, oh, and then I remember yeah, so when Dane was trying to read it. her memory, Violet's she pissed, was like, I'm going to think about all these things to push him out. She yeah. In, yeah, she yep, she gave him specific memories to remember, which is crazy because that's how fucking strong Violet is, is that but when she she's on the brink know. of death, she, she still can control everything what she the way she reacted. Yeah, so she showed him, but she wanted to show him the venom. She wanted to show him Liam dying. She wanted not only to show him, but to make him feel. So she threw everything at him. Like, all of those feelings, everything. And he felt that in that moment. And when he lets go of her, he was like, what the fuck? Dane pretty much plays it off like he knows all of her secrets. She's a traitor, all of these things. And then he asks Varish for the knife. Because Varish wants Dane to kill her. And so he asks Varish for the knife. Mm -hmm. And Dane ends up 
stabbing, not violent, but bearish. And when I tell you my jaw dropped to the floor, I was like, fucking finally, Dane, you Mm -hmm. grew some balls. You saved our girl. Like, finally. Mm -hmm. Literally. Yes. So he stabbed yep. him, and all and hell I think Barish, breaks like, loose from that like, point on. Ato or At- what? How do you say Literally, his name? Ato. Yeah, he's like Ato's. Like you know, he's like confused. Like Ato's. Yeah. What the fuck did you just do? Like you're the traitor now. And he yep. says something like, "What would your dad say about this?" And he yep. was like, "I would tell him I'm disappointed in him." Because Dane saw everything that Violet made him mm-hmm. see. Yay. So. <laughs> Dane redeems himself a little bit. He, you know, sticks up for Violet. He stabs Varish. And as he's trying to get her out, the person that walks through the door, there is Zayden. Zayden comes in. And, of course, Mm -hmm. because all he can see is red, he's like, give me one reason not to kill you, Atos. (laughs) Violet's like he saved me, but she's also like dying. So yeah, and then he realized like Dane <laughs> so did come it was save a lot of like Dane don't kill him, was don't so kill him. That he tried to kill Barish, and Zayden said mm-hmm. that is Violet's honor. With the help of Zayden, because mm-hmm. she she couldn't hold her own, she was so Violet ends dying. up killing Barish. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she got revenge for all the shit that he put her through. Killing the practically the burnout, you know, the torture, the burning. Yeah, Solace's part. And of course, she still doesn't trust her mom all the way. So doesn't tell her everything. But they have this moment where, you know, they do kind of lay everything out. And she knows about the venom. So she tells her mom that. I know about the venom. I know what's happening. Um, so yeah. I only think it's she fair that everyone else knows and they make their choice on what to do next. So Violet's, so Violet's mom lets her go. Um, oh, yeah. But not before telling her the reason that Zayden has all those marks on his back was because she gave them. She was the one who did it. So that's why she was like, don't trust Aiden. Like, he's out to get me. And, like, our one deal was that when you came, in order for him to be able to live, yep. that once you got into the writer's quadrant, he had to take care of you. Promise. And he couldn't kill you. And he had to watch out for you. So, oh, God. Yep. And, of course, then that's when Violet that's- starts spiraling. Like, does he really love me? Or am I just a promise? Or, like, all of this. This is when we get into Literally every needy, she, re- like, needy Violet who needs reassurance on everything. Part, part two, she's very insecure. Um, so she needs lots of reassurance on oh, you know, quite a few things. Oh, I do want to mention, too, something that so her mom did say to her. Pretty, she like, told like, seriously, Violet that she put her in the writer's quadrant for a chance of survival. Yeah. Because she knew that if she was put in the scribe quadrant, that she would figure it out but get killed off. To protect her, basically. So she's claiming that she did it for all good reasons. Violet is shocked that Dane or that Zayden's here because she's like, How did you find me? And he's just like, There's nowhere that you could be that I wouldn't find you, violence. They're still in Bezgaia, and, you know, they explain everything. They share the memories. The dragons, you know, dragons know everything. 
Um, so, you know, they give them the choice to follow, either follow yep. them to Erasia to join the revolution or they can stay with, with Navarre and the dragon. Navarre. And so when they're dropping all of those venom bodies to distract the higher ups and get Violet out, you know, they take half the rider quadrants to Erasia and Brennan is like, what the fuck? And Zayden's just like, ask your sister. And, you know, she just looks over and it's like, you said you needed riders. And, you know, that's where we end and for part one, at least. And then, you know, we'll do part two on Friday, but that's where we end with part one, even within the same book, like she's doing these cliffhangers and she does so good with, you know, leaving you on the edge again within the same book, because this is just part one of the book. It's not even the end of the entire book. It's just the end of part one. So that's where we're going to leave off. Thanks for tuning in to Bookish Brews and listening to the caffeinated banter between two friends. Friday's banter will be all about part two. We're Bookish Brews, and we'll catch you on Friday. Bye.